What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, Mimi is here, the host of the Red Hot Real Estate Show and part of the Red Hot Real Estate Group and Remax Results. Hello, Ms. Mimi. Good morning. I'm very excited to hear. And you brought on a good friend from Sierra Pacific Mortgage. Ms. Shelly Ferris is with us as well. Good morning, good morning. Everybody looks so perky today. Like, yes. we're very excited to talk about the subject matters that we have today. I'm like, <laughs> people walked in ready to go. Yeah. Or, like, no, or three. <laughs> pots of coffee one oh, or the other yeah okay <laughs> it could be either it could be. <laughs> but it still works out for our our team that want to listen exactly. and learn some information today absolutely you caffeinated yeah. benefits everyone absolutely 100 percent. Right? yeah yeah before everything gets going you have to do that yeah so shelly ferris mortgage expert with yes. sierra pacific what are your numbers you must share with the world oh that's right yes we have to do that business yes so the uh, company is uh one seven eight zero and my NMLS number 367826. Did that Thank straight you. from memory. Yes. <laughs> I closed my eyes and saw it. I'm we glad hope that she did. There's that. a test later. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, thanks everybody for a great week. Um, we want to let everybody know that we're excited to be talking with you. We know that the spring market is on your mind. Yes. Big time. So, thank you for all the calls and emails and texts and that sort of thing. So, we want to share with you a little bit about what's going on in the Twin Cities metro area. And this comes as a weekly market activity report from the Minneapolis Area Association of Realtors for the week ending February 1st, which is the most uh, recent data that we have. So, our new listings. Let's talk about that elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. So, don't fall down or have a, a... a panic attack or faint like a possum. I'm all about <laughs> possums these days. What have you been a, watching on National Geographic? In my backyard, we have a possum. Oh, and, really? and I love her. We've named her Penelope. That's a good possum name. It isn't it? That's a very appropriate yes. possum name. But they have panic attacks. I've read about this. And then they faint. So um, they really for real do when they get anxious. Oh, and no. Like rigamortis faint lay there. Playing yes. possum. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So don't. Don't hurt them when they're like that. Um, anyway, enough about possums. <laughs> Call me if you want to if you want to get into my possum club. You know, because I'm but all we about don't. It right you now. want to? We don't want our listeners to pay, play possum <laughs> no. and hide out. We right. also don't want them to do the ostrich thing and put their head exactly. in the sack. We want them to come out, take this information, and we can help them so, move forward. So think about how big Minneapolis St. Paul metro area is. Let's just right. all get a visual of this. It's what thirteen counties. Mm-hmm. It's millions of millions of people. Okay, for the week ending February 1st, new listings, we had 978. Wow. That's it. For all of us millions of people looking for properties. That's That's all price points everywhere. Okay. And our pending sales, they increased 6.1% to 904 are under contract. And our inventory went down again, almost 16%. So in all of the whole metro, we have 7,621 homes for all millions of us looking for property. Wow. So let's all get, like just take a deep breath and kind of process right. all of that. So our median sales price has gone up yet again, almost 8%. Oh, okay. To $278,200. And our days on market decreased only just under 2% to 56 days. So I think that's actually, even though the stats say it went down, it's actually, you know, it's, it's kind of average okay. for, for what this time of year is. 
And our percent that our sellers are getting of their original list price is 97.3%. And that's across all price points. So our so sellers, they're getting close to what they list the price the house at if it was listed appropriately, you're saying. So maybe if they listed exactly. it too high, they might have to roll it down a little is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. So that's what we're seeing. So when we talked last year about how little inventory there was, I believe that we were sitting at a right about 2.6 months. And a normal market is between five and six months of inventory for everybody. That means everybody's happy. Sellers are happy, got plenty of buyers. Buyers are happy, got plenty of houses. So... We were low at 2.6. Anybody want to take a stab at where we are now? Rut roll. <laughs> 1.6. No. Oh, my wow. goodness. 1.6 months, months of, of inventory. inventory. Wow. Um, granted, it is February, so we're having to do lots of creative things to find inventory for our buyers. There's no question about mm-hmm. that. And they're being very savvy and being very sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Now, what I am seeing is what I think that sellers are, are using... Um, what are those spectacles called when they see things? Rosy glasses. Oh, yeah. Rose Rose glasses. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. What I am seeing is that I think that when I show properties and I look at the the information, when I do a CMA about it, and I don't see anything that can remarkably get close to what they're asking for, they're just you know taking a stab just shooting shooting blanks out and like so they're just picking a number that they think they can get let's try this i think we can get that but yet when you look at the numbers of sold around them there's not anything that supports it okay so then what happens here is what what we're finding is a little bit of a conundrum so when we're having consultations with our buyers we're talking about this point because Yes, you can offer them the moon. And unless you're a cash buyer, the appraisal really, really matters. Right. Right, Shelly? Exactly. That's the big, there's the elephant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So you can. Is that you want the house. Right. You want to give them that money, but yes. the appraisal does not say that the house is valued at what they want. Right. You know, you, okay. if you're getting financing, Shelly, and we'll let you talk a little bit about this in a minute, but you have to be aware. You have to make a smart smart offer so let's just talk about yeah you go over and above because you're in competitive offers you know you've got highest and best it's called everybody's sweating Mm -hmm. you know it's like oh i'm so close i just know it this is the one but yet you have to be reasonable about how you how high you will go unless you've got some cash saved up right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so let's just say that the appraisal comes in five thousand dollars lower than what you offered and you let's just say are using down payment assistance and you have $1,000 to put into the whole transaction of your own money, Do you're not going to have that money to make up the difference. Right. right. We, we're short. Right. Exactly. We're short. So the problem is, is that these, you know, especially in the spring, we, we have experienced this in the Twin Cities market for many years, not just the short inventory years. But mm-hmm. always February and March are challenging because the appraisers have to go off of sales that have happened in the last three months. And as okay. we all know, if you're going to sell something and close in March and you do the appraisal at the end of February, they're looking at comps from December, January and February. Okay. So the sellers out there are going, wait a minute, my realtor told me that it was worth this and we took the highest offer and they were willing to pay it. And how can this guy, this third party, he hasn't been around whatever, whatever, that he can just say 
say that it's worth this right. versus what they're willing to pay for it. Well, those are the guidelines that the banks and Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac require these appraisers to use comparable sales, not what the buyer is willing to pay for it Got as the it. true value to the lender who's putting all the money out there. Right. So we first have to realize that that's the problem. And then you exactly what Mimi said, you're going to contract to buy a house for 300 that was on the market for 280 maybe that was even a press yes and now it comes in at 280 the value comes in at 280 but you've agreed to pay 300 so you've got a $20,000 gap that you've agreed to cover that the bank's not going to help you with because they're not going to lend you more money than the appraiser says it's worth how do you help people navigate that decision when they're there I'm like do they have to just walk away with the deal or what ends up happening well, there are a lot of things can end up happening. I do think that a phenomenal number of buyers believe in their heart of hearts that if the house doesn't appraise, then the seller will lower it, lower the price down to the appraised value. But there is no guarantee that that will happen. So let's just talk about the multiple offer situation. So you came in, they picked you, you're lucky. Um, maybe they are have a stack of offers that they could go back to. Maybe yours was only a smidge better than somebody else. Right. And maybe they they say, well, we're just going to cancel the purchase agreement because the house didn't appraise. Now you can't get your financing. Deal's done. You're out. And we go to offer number two. Call offer number two. Are you still looking? Yes, we are. Okay. Boom. Right. Exactly. And, you know. And now weird things can happen because now three weeks have happened since you've offered that offer and the deal falls through because the appraisal comes in and it's lower and now new comps have sold so the next appraisal might come in higher than what the last appraisal oh, came in okay. at See, they're looking it's they're looking odd. at comps when the market <laughs> yeah. is at the slowest okay right? so you know if you're looking at comps from december they're going to probably be lower than if you looked in may okay number one month exactly to right. sell so everything factors into those things. So you have to be really careful. I mean, Miss Shannon, yeah. if you your house didn't appraise, let's say, right, and you've you've already called the moving truck, you've already turned in your notice, yeah, um, you got no place to go. They've right. already rented your place. Mm -hmm. This is an issue. Yes. So you have to be as much as you. Let's just say that you're pre-approved, Shelley, for up to three hundred thousand. Do you dare go all the way up to the top knowing that you don't right. have any wiggle room? There's no room. Exactly. No. It depends yeah. on, you know, what kind of poker player are you? Right. Are you conservative? Mm -hmm. Are you going to roll the dice? What are you going to do? Right. And you've put your earnest money on the line. Am I right? You've, I mean, you've you've offered this money up to say, hold this house for me. Earnest money. Uh, my opinion, if you can't qualify for financing because the appraisal didn't, didn't come appraise. in, you get your earnest money back. Okay, good. Um, okay. It's tough to keep somebody's earnest money, and, and that's a whole different show that we could probably have an attorney come in and talk about. But you have to be wise about your offers, and it does really hurt to be beat out in multiple offers over and over again. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, we're going to go to break now. When we come back, we're going to give you some more information about making a wise offer. And we're also going to have our good friend Shelly Ferris talk to you about if you have some credit problems, some income problems, she wants you to call her because she has information on how you can navigate those waters as well. So remember, the number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show.
Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Shelly Ferris from Sierra Pacific Mortgage. Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Groups and Remax Results are with us. And they're giving you some information. We're also willing to take your calls not only down the road, but also today. If you want to have any of those questions answered today, call us at 651-641-1071. Yeah, so we just want to wrap up the whole appraisal thing. And if you happen to have had some snafu with your appraisal, We'd love to hear your story. Absolutely. Um, how did it go? What did you do to resolve things? Now, I will say that I have had uh, instances where the appraisal was way off. And, uh, you know, if your buyer or seller are willing to pay for another appraisal, you can do that. And especially if you've got the time to do it and the discrepancy is great mm-hmm. and you don't have the wherewithal to make that up. Except if you are an FHA buyer. Right, so you right. want to explain that a little bit, So Sean? that FHA appraisal sticks to the property for four months. So they, it's based off of a case number that's pulled, that's attached to that address, and that Kate, that FHA appraisal then sticks to that home. So sometimes you go into a perfectly good home and you wonder why the agent is only offering cash and conventional. It could be because that FHA appraisal wonked them out here about a month ago so they don't want to go down that road again right and it could be that the house has uh it has issues yes you've got peeling paint you always will need to address that if you're planning on accepting fha buyers because they will always flag that same Mm -hmm. thing if you've got steps that don't have handrails mm-hmm. what else mm-hmm. Shelley? broken Those are two glasses really common ones yeah Bro- broken windows right um um and just kind of think health and safety if you've got any wires that are hanging they could even be dead but if they're hanging in your garage they need to be tacked in the garage door opener has to have the automatic those almost always have anymore but um yeah it's all health and safety that's what they're all based on and i will say if you open your house up to fha buyers you will have just, they will blow your doors off getting into your house to see it. Mm-hmm. So there's so many people out there that, that need that type of financing. Right. And what type of buyer needs FHA financing? So anybody who has, thank you for asking that, because I have a whole drawer full of FHA poor people that keep getting turned away because all they sellers want are conventional, but they're perfectly good buyers. They right. may have had a bankruptcy. They may have had some job um, stability issues, but if they are a pre-approved buyer today, that shouldn't bother you. It shouldn't matter. Right. Maybe they have a little bit lower credit score. Maybe they don't have as deep of a credit profile. There's all kinds of reasons why buyers are more acceptable FHA than they are conventional. And it does not mean they are scratch and dent. They are decent buyers (laughs) needing homes. Exactly. I mean, and there could be lots of things, right? Life changes can trigger Mm -hmm. uh, reasons that things happen to people. Divorce, death. Um, all sorts of things like that that right. are out of people's control sometimes. So don't overlook the FHA buyer if you are able to get your house into the condition that it needs to be. So, Shelly, yes. let's talk a little bit about the, we've talked about the market rates. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your specialty, the credit contessa. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Let's talk credit. I love talking credit. So many <laughs> loan officers shy away from it, but I really do love it because there's there's just so much you can do with it. You right. know, it's like a moldable hunk of clay right in front of you. That's the way I <laughs> Which look I at it. appreciate yes, your yes. enthusiasm about it because I think as a person who is just navigating those credit waters, you just go so much of this it seems counterintuitive. Once I do something bad, I feel like I'm uh, I'm going to be mad at myself and and need to come from a position of oh I did this horrible thing. It's never going to get any better. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So to have somebody go no 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 I will talk you through all of these things. Oh my goodness is of such value. And there's so many things that we can do that 
put you on the fast track today that, you know, people will look at their credit karma or whatever mm -hmm. app they have, yes. the app du jour, whatever it well, is. Well, because every yes. credit card, every bank yes. things, I feel like everything I have right now has a, do you want us to monitor your credit? Yeah. Thing? Like to the point that I'm like, all of these things are duplicating yeah. things. And so I'm going... And well, don't you uh, wonder? Yes. Like, hey, um, how come my credit card credit score is nine million and my credit karma is six twenty? Right, exactly. What in the heck happened there? Yes. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can tell you that. I Good. Know what okay. That well, I am right. excited. So, mm -hmm. so um, if you call me or if you look at your credit and you don't know what to do, Shelly, I have been working on this for what seems to be three years mm -hmm. and it may have been three days, but it seems like three years, <laughs> and I don't even know where to start. You need to raise your hand, folks. Yes. You just need to raise your hand and call us, and you we know, will help you with that. We know our listeners know lots of folks, right? You know the ones that are still renting. You yeah. know your student that's been out of college for four or five years, and they're just renting. And or in just, your basement. They're in your basement. <laughs> you yeah. do their laundry, yes. make their meals. Make their meals. Um, Fill their gas tank. Oh, my God. These are fabulous <laughs> referrals for Shelly yes. and myself. Right. We'll help them get a house, uh -huh. and your grocery bill will go down. <laughs> yes. Because they won't eat your food. Win, win, win. <laughs> So when I meet with people, when they say, Shelly, I don't know what to do. I don't make late payments. I can't make my score go up. What do I do? So the very first thing that I'm going to tell you we're going to do is we're going to meet. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to meet. We're going to look face to face. We're going to look at your credit. And I'm going to do that nice Sierra soft pull on your credit. It's yes. not going to affect your score. And I'm going to be able to assess it from a mortgage standpoint. Because remember, and we've talked about this in weeks past, the credit card industry and the car loan industry and the insurance industry all have their own way of determining what your credit score is. They base heavier emphasis on one thing or another or balances or new credit that's opened or whatnot. And mortgages score our own way. Right. And so I'm going to look at your credit report from the mortgage standpoint and tell you what to do. So for example, if it tells me that your the credit line history that you have and the payments and the amount owed and everything, I can I can like look at all of that and assess for you. This is all you have to do. Okay. Just did this for a guy uh, last week, as a matter of fact, and we looked at the whole thing, and it was one of those really puzzling ones where I kind of shrugged my shoulders and went, "Good gravy, Maria, what are we going to do with him?" Right. Huh. Mm -hmm. So um, we had him. Um, um, had his dad add him to a credit card. We've talked about this in the past. Right. And score popped 45 points. He had just been uh, declined for a refinance from the place who he's currently making his payment to. That's frustrating. Oh, I'm sure. You're like, I'm already giving you money. You know me. I've been with you a year. I've never missed a payment. Nope. Right. We will not refinance you. And popped his score and he closes here at the end of the month on a refinance, reducing his interest rate more than a percent wow in a matter of two weeks time that's all it took and so why did you do you know why did they decline him because of credit score. The credit score. It's all it was, credit okay. score. So when you get told no out there, folks, please don't take that. I take no as a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing really? about having you do an assessment, because I know I've had Shelly look at my things, is that she'll also tell you, hey, 
even if you got better, it's not going to affect you any Let's different. Give so just a- don't make anything worse. <laughs> right. So like she'll be very honest with you and right. go, can you just stay here? Like yeah. don't mess anything yeah. up and yeah. you're fine. Yeah. Don't and it's good to yeah, yeah. And it's just good to know sometimes that, that you have made wise, right. wise choices. We tell you the good along right. with the bad. Exactly. Shelly, you could do all this other stuff, but it wouldn't make things any better. So spend your time doing other things. <laughs> right. you know? Shelly is like rolling her sleeves up and flexing those guns. Yes. Yeah. 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 She's exactly. like, this is my no. wheelhouse. This is what I love. <laughs> Yeah, I know that's that. I know sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I take a no from an underwriter a little more challenging than others, but most often I'm like, "Oh, you're wrong. We're just going <laughs> to figure out. This like, out. We're going to figure out where you're wrong, and we're going to fix Don't it." Don't tell me no. <laughs> right, but I right. think that that is fantastic because that's what keeps people a lot, a, a lot of people from even trying. Is that they got to know once, maybe mm-hmm. it was a while ago, right. but they were so wounded by getting that no that yes. now they don't even want to ask. Right. And so instead of going, okay, we are going to get a no, you're going to tell them, here's how we get to yes. yes. And it may take a minute, but you're not going to just turn them away ever and, and slam a door in their face. Ever and ever. That's mm-hmm. right. Exactly. I don't, I will give homework. Yes. I do, I'm not afraid to give homework. Right. And, I, and I'm also not afraid to tell you reality, because, but at the end of the day, that's what you're looking for. You're right. looking for somebody to tell you real what I need to okay. do. Let's, da- let's d- dummy that down. Homework. Okay. A lot of people get frozen. They get paralyzed yes. by that word. You're right. You know, they had an algebra teacher that slapped them on the knuckles <laughs> in Richmond, Kentucky. God knows I loathed <laughs> yeah. homework. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> let's talk about what that really looks like right. you know when you say when i give you homework this is what it might look like right good great okay so let's say that you come in and we pull your credit score and it needs uh 70 points so i have and when i say needs 70 points i mean in order to achieve the goal that you're looking to do so, so you're the payment the certain right, rate okay the down payment maybe you need down payment assistance you need this credit score to achieve that this is this is the goal so i have a little like wizardry that i can put my trans the your credit report through it's called a what if simulator right. doesn't that sound really cool what <laughs> if simulator and so then we we put your credit report in it and it tells me Hey, if I had an extra $500, where should I apply it? Hey, this line says that I paid it off, but I didn't. So should I get, or, or I did. So it just says that I didn't. Sorry about the confusion. Yes. And, and then I get a letter from mm-hmm. the creditor that says that, yes, it's paid to zero. So now what's that going to do to my credit report? Sometimes when the creditor from a collection reports zero now, guess what happens? Your score goes down. Oh, because you so, don't have enough lines? Right. Okay. Or because mm-hmm. it's, it's an updated information on a negative account. So I know that because I've experienced this in the past. So I would tell you not to do that. Right. Okay, don't do that. But you wouldn't know that. You would apply logic and rationale to your credit report and you'd say, I bet if I paid this thing to zero, we'd be good. Exactly. But you wouldn't be. Okay, so that is really great information. We're going to finish up talking about that on the next break. And we're also going to talk about a bunch of links that we have on the show page. Right. And if you have any questions, call us, please. Be part of the Red Hot Real Estate Show at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. Mimi Shoneman, your host of the Red Hot Real Estate Show and licensed realtor from the Red Hot Real Estate Group at Remax Results. Plus, Shelly Ferris, our credit contessa. Mm -hmm. from Sierra Pacific Mortgage. And we are talking about credit today, and we're taking your questions at 651-641-1071. But you can call in and you can get a lot of information, a lot of resources, right? 100%, yeah. And something that we love doing is helping people find realtors in different cities and states. 
And so we were fortunate to have somebody ask us for help in that department this week. And we reached out in a different state, found a, a few good realtor referral partners that would work for them. If you this is really the the perfect time of year to be thinking about that. So let's just say, Ms. Shannon, that you're going to go to Arizona for a winter break. Yes. Or you might go to Texas or California or you might go to Florida or South Carolina, someplace warm. You just want to get out of this stuff Mm because you don't want your ice house to go down in the lake. (laughs) I've learned about this this week. So there's so many things about Minnesota that I don't know yet still. And I'm like, what do you mean there's a deadline to get those things off the the lake? Yeah. Yeah, it's in two weeks. Mm-hmm. I've learned. You got to get okay, off the lake. So, yeah. <laughs> FYI. Yep. So if you are going on vacation, let us help you find a cool realtor where you're going and look at property down there because everybody knows you're eventually going to move in the winter. Right. To someplace warm. <laughs> if you can. <laughs> if you're smart. Right. Um, so that's a service that we offer. But we also post a lot of really great show links on our show page here at My Talk 1071. And our keyword is red hot. That's what you plug in, and you can go in. We have new guides. The spring guides are coming soon, so we update those quarterly. And we've got all kinds of information. If you're going through a hardship in your life, like a short sale or a divorce or probate, things like that, let us know. We'd love to help. Right. And we're going to get back into asking, um, answering some questions about what might be going on in your credit scenario. But we also want you to be part of the Red Heart Real Estate Show. So I know we had a question. Do we have that question, Sonny? Or do we like that one went away? Okay. So what we'll do is you can always call in and be part of the show at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641. 651-641-1071. But Shelly, when we're talking about people's credit scores, mm-hmm. there are lots of different things in the background mm-hmm. that we may not know as lay people, but you can sit there and talk us through that mm-hmm. whole scenario. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. that's kind of part of the homework. I got derailed there on Mimi's question in the last yes. segment. Mm-hmm. But so like some of the homework that I give people is pay down debt increase your credit line. Okay. Um sometimes like when I pull your credit report, it shows six months of on-time payments with your car loan that you got six months ago. But at the seventh month, your credit score is going to elevate a little bit. Okay. And on the 23rd month, it's going to elevate a little bit. But on an installment debt like that, where you pay the same debt every month to pay off the debt, that's really all you're going to get out of it. Okay. So don't think that if you pay your car loan off early, that your score is going to pop because now that's a trade line that's no longer going to report. So you actually shot yourself in the foot. So I find all of this up and down stuff really fascinating. So let's just say that you are an existing homeowner and you're thinking about moving up to a house. Mm -hmm. And so you have been that person that wants to pay the house off early. Mm -hmm. So you make more, more, your payment is higher than what you're required to pay every month Mm -hmm. on your existing home. Mm -hmm. How much does that help a person when they're getting ready to move to the next place? So it doesn't help their score at all. Okay. But it does help their equity position because we've talked about this too on the Red Hot Show, that if you make one extra principal and interest payment in a year's time, you shave your 30-year loan down to 23 years. You take Mm. seven years of interest off. So that certainly helps you when you list because now you've paid more money towards that principal, less interest has accrued on that extra money you've paid forward, and now you have more equity when you sell. So that helps. Okay, so I do have another question that's completely off topic or maybe it is so equity stripping Mm -hmm. are you seeing much of that what does that even mean 
Shelly. Okay. 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 So um, equity stripping is when you, let's say that you put 20% down payment on your house and then you live there for a while. It appreciates in value. You get a home equity line of credit up to the maximum of that. Your, what your home is worth. And now you pay off your car, you pay off your credit card or whatever. And so overall your like living debt is great. But then when you go to sell now you've got a hundred percent of what the value of your home is in loans. Ah, okay. So you can't pay the realtor. You can't pay somebody's closing costs. You can't sell. You can't okay. sell, yeah. right? So are you seeing a lot of consumers out there trying to take out home equity lines of credit when they purchase, or do they come to you after they've already purchased to get that product? Some on the after, not so much on the before, but I'm seeing where people are right now doing a lot of cash out refinances. So the only good thing about that option is that you can't go to 100%. Okay. So you're leaving yourself some room when you're doing a cash out refinance. Conventional is 75%. Uh, FHA is 80% now cash out uh, refinance. Okay. So you're leaving yourself some equity if you do it that way versus an equity line, separate loan, second mortgage, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And that um, has its own loan to value requirements. But again, it won't usually let you go all the way up to the top. But that's how they're doing it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you're seeing a lot you're of right. that. Cash out. Yep. Okay. Oh, so yep. what what is the benefit of somebody cashing out like that? And so the closing costs on a cash out refi would be about the same as a purchase. Exactly right. Yeah. Okay, about 1% as a ballpark. Right. Um, so what would be the benefit of them doing that versus going ahead and establishing a line of credit where they can, you know, have it there if it's necessary and then, you know, pay, it and then pay off and then yep. have it still there. Right. Exactly. So uh, uh, cash out refinance is a static loan. It's the same as when you purchase. It's not going to move except for paying it down. Whereas a home equity line of credit, you can it's. It's more of a revolving debt. It's okay. more like you pay it down and then you can take it out again. You can pay it down. We have one of those on, on our house, my husband and I, and we use it for when we need to buy a car. So I don't ever go and get a car loan. I can negotiate cash price with the car people because I'm going to bring in my own financing. And then we just pay off the car loan and put air quotes yes. to our own self. Exactly. So-, so I'm using my equity for myself, but I'm not paying off whatever Credit the interest rate debt right and then what's going to happen so you're not if just you transferring debt or yes. revolving debt to other revolving exactly. debt okay to, to static debt oh, okay got it to static okay. debt okay yeah and and then you you're you're subjecting yourself to if you haven't learned your credit card lesson that what are you going to do now guess what no balance on my new credit card i'm going shopping <laughs> shoes, right. shoes that's shoes. not how you're supposed yeah. to do it no <laughs> no no you got to learn lesson when yes. you're going to do that yes yes, yes. we have a conversation about it right. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think this so I'm I'm wait I'm feverishly watching Sonny. I know you guys are both looking at me. If everybody mm-hmm. wonders why we got quiet for a second, it's well, because I, they're looking at me because they know that we have phone callers and we have to pick. So Sonny, what are we doing over here real quick? Because uh, Okay. <laughs> let's start talking about the line of credit. Okay. okay. Wait, hold on a second. Let's like we, so Sonny, we have a question from someone named Jennifer. She's on the line right now. I'm I I let's okay. There we, we go. Somebody. <laughs> All right, Jennifer, are you there? I'm here. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Hi, we Jennifer. just and I apologize, Jennifer, if we sound so amazed. It's just that we've been changing our phone system here. So Sonny and I are both looking at each other like, is this working? So thank you very much for calling, Jennifer. We appreciate it. So you have a credit card question for our good friends uh uh Shelly and Mimi? I do. Okay. So I um filed bankruptcy about ten years ago. Okay. And it went off my credit last fall and I got a new credit card with a ten point nine percent interest. Okay. And I transferred my 27% interest credit cards to this credit card. Okay, good. 
So now the high interest credit cards are at zero. Do I close them? No. Or just leave them sitting there? Just leave them sitting there. I know that's a big, scary interest rate, and it's probably counterintuitive for you to not close that credit card. But here's what's going to happen if you close it. So you just opened a new credit card. I don't know where you are in the limit of it when you transfer over this balance, but now you've got a whole bunch of balance on a brand new credit card, and you've got this other established credit card out there then that would be at zero. Keeping that card at zero, zero open will help counter the negative impact to the new trade line that you just opened up. Okay. Kind of follow that. Okay. So, but keep that other one open and don't close it. Like charge a pair of socks every six months or something on it. Just don't forget to pay it off when you get the bill in the mail and you forget to, no, don't let it it roll month to month. And you know, know, Jennifer, if uh, you should really sit down and talk with Shelly or have a conversation with her on the phone and she'll pay you a hundred dollars if you do it for (laughs) for the time for real, Mm -hmm. because it's uh, she can go over all of that stuff with you and maybe map out a plan for you if you're ever thinking about buying property again after your bankruptcy Mm -hmm. she would be absolutely fabulous i also refinanced my um, mortgage Mm -hmm. at the same time and i realized that my current bank was not reporting the last 10 years Mm-hmm. That's right. That I had been paying my mortgage on time for 10 years. But that's because you probably included it in your bankruptcy and redeemed it. Yep. And so that's why, because Minnesota state law states that they cannot report anything that's been included yeah. in the bankruptcy. So the bank didn't do anything wrong there, nor did any of the other creditors that were part of that. Um, the bank rules are they cannot report it. We see that a lot when we pull for new uh, loans for people. It's like, I thought you had a mortgage. Well, I do. I'm paying it every month. Well, it's not showing on here. Oh, you had a bankruptcy. Oh, it was in there. So that's kind of how we kind of detectively pull those uh, curtains back. But um, yeah, that's that's exactly accurate. So the- Can you ask the bank to report so it shows positive it- instead of negative? Well, you can, but they won't because the state oh. law will override your wishes. So yeah, that's why. Okay. Yes, okay. thanks, Jennifer. Question. Excellent question. Yeah. And I'm sure Sonia will get your information. We appreciate that. Jennifer, we appreciate you being part of the show. We also have another caller on the line, ladies. So, Kirsten, it's your turn. You have a question regarding credit and a divorce? Yes. Um, I got divorced in 2014, and I had done a quick claim deed, so I didn't have um, rights to the property. But uh, my ex-husband then went into almost into foreclosure, and then he did a quick sale for short sale, and then also there were some other things that were in the divorce decree that were his half of the bills, and a lot of those he didn't honor. And so my name is on them, but um, they're all negative marks on my credit score. And I don't know, even though it was in the divorce decree, you know, of course, they still see it as partly my responsibility. I didn't know if there's anything I can do with that. Boy, oh, well, sorry for, to hear yeah, that. Yes, that's my definitely. that's my first thing is I'm so sorry you had to go through that. And your story, Jennifer, is one I hear so often. People, you know, aren't educated. Like the people that advise you to do the quick claim deed and your divorce will take care of it and yada, yada. They don't understand the credit ramifications of it or they don't 
they don't consider that in their advice to you. And so the the reality is is um so the divorce is the divorce decree is going to help you a little bit here because that's going to back up your story. What we should do, Jennifer, if you want, if you're if you're comfortable with that, oh, is Kirsten. Give, sorry, yes, Kirsten. Kirsten pardon yes. me, Kirsten. Sorry, I'm, Kirsten. I'm, I'm stuck on the last caller, yes. Kirsten. Okay, mm-hmm. um, um, let's get in touch with one another this week. Let's do the soft credit pull and let me give you an analysis of that credit report and tell you what to do to because that stuff's all happened in the past. Now, now we got to work. At least he's done the damage he's going to do. You know what I mean? You're done with yeah. that damage. Let's fix what we can. Let me tell you what to do with what's left on the credit report. And then I can help uh, navigate if you're in the market to buy a house uh, with the underwriter as to this was his. See the divorce decree. Here's the letter. Ah. All of that. So, Kirsten, did I understand you to say that that he had a short sale? You know, I think so. I don't know exactly. And now it's been six okay. years, so I can't remember. I know it was an unusual sale, but it okay. wasn't just a yeah. normal sale. It's really unfortunate that the advice you got was to do a quick claim deed. It really sincerely is. But I do think that sitting down with Shelly to go over this with you so she can actually look at it and see what, what is still reporting would be just a great a great use of an hour, mm-hmm. you know, um, and she can help navigate you to you know, what you should do and what you should look out for. And if you end up needing a referral for a real estate attorney, we can help you with that as well. Okay. Yeah, that would be great. I mean, I'm, I'm remarried now and we oh, own a good. home, but when... We tried to refinance and put my name on it. Um, they wouldn't let me be on it. Right. They wouldn't approve it with me on it. Right. I'm not on it. <laughs> right, well, right. Still. Well, there's ways to get over that. There's ways to get okay. over that. And really what we need to focus on is getting your score where it needs to be. Because that damage will damage the score. And an underwriter can look the other way to the stuff but they can't look the other way to the score. And so we need to um, reconcile that and see what we can do to build you. That would be wonderful. Okay. Well, awesome. (laughs) Thank you, Kirsten. Thank you, Kirsten. And well, Sonny will get her information. We appreciate that. And that's why it is good to sit down with somebody like Shelly to sit there and go, these are the things that we can get you know, erased, taken off, corrected, but will it really make a difference mm-hmm. sometimes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so what can we actually do to move you towards positivity? That's one of the things that happened to one of my clients early in my career where it was a couple that bought a house together, but they separated and, you know, she just thought, well, I'm just going to quit claim my name off of the deed and that will take it away. But it didn't. And mm-hmm. we can we can kind of tie that up when we come back. But mm-hmm. we also want to talk a little bit about escrows, what they are yes. and how Shelly can help with that. Right. We can also take your call and your questions at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on MyTalk 1071, streaming on MyTalk1071.com. Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and Remax Results is with us. Shelly Ferris from Sierra Pacific Mortgage is here as well. And you can be part of the show by calling 651-641-1071. Okay, so we're going to tie this up a little bit. If you've got questions about real estate or mortgage that we don't have time to cover in this brief hour, it goes yep. so fast. Be sure and reach out to us during the week. And Shelly, people can call you where? Uh, my number is 612-839-6918. And you can message me, Mimi, at mnredhotrealestate.com. Don't forget the MN part. And you can call 651-578-2218. So let's just finish up talking about the last caller, Kirsten, mm-hmm. and the quick claim deed and why that that doesn't take her off of 
the obligation to repay. Right. Okay, good. So quit claim. You're quitting your claim on the property. That has to do with the property itself, the ownership of the property itself. Nothing to do with the loan that was used to buy the property itself. So when you did the loan, you both, married people, uh, uh, agreed to pay the bank back. Right. When the divorce attorney and the judge says, oh, you don't have to, you're just going to sign a quick claim deed that's to the property specific not to the debt the divorce attorney the divorce judge doesn't get to say you don't have to anymore yeah you so agreed to them you still so you've basically given up your rights to the property but you still have to make sure that it gets paid for right. so if you've got somebody that is not paying that's what's going to happen. It's right. going to affect your credit and you are going to be involved with the repayment or getting it settled somehow. Right. And so that's the thing. If somebody tells you to quit claim it, there's more to the story. Because mm-hmm. we've talked about that before mm-hmm. where it seems like it would be the easy way. You go, right. okay, as part of this, I'm going to let them have the house. I'm going to move out. I'm not going to worry about it. So you think you're done. And then he on more than one occasion, we've talked to people where we're yep. going, no, you are not done. And that's why they go back and go, no, you and this person need to sit down with your attorney. They need to get rid of this house. We have to sell it mm-hmm. or they have to buy you out. Right. And they talk about that. Right. Well, you know. a lot of times, too, in the down market, especially people were stuck with those kinds of things because mm-hmm. it was upside down. They owed more on it than they could sell it for. And you you know how that goes. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people just want to sit and wait it out. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't help sometimes if somebody becomes underemployed yes. or unemployed right. and then they miss payments. And then it's like, oh, no, you know. My my other person is is out of work now and it's affecting my credit. Exactly. Yeah. That credit piece is the piece where it's tied to. And that's troubling. I mean, that's it's hard to navigate. It's very difficult when you're already dealing with a divorce to sit there and go, well, part of the problem is because my spouse, regardless of what side you're on makes bad financial decisions right. and so now you want to dissolve that mm-hmm. but now you can't walk away mm-hmm. so that's got to be difficult it's mm-hmm. a difficult thing to navigate mm-hmm. okay so let's talk about escrows let's. so i'll have you define escrows from a mortgage okay. perspective okay so escrows there's two different definitions really escrow you can escrow your homeowner's insurance and your taxes that means you're putting a portion of that annual taxes or annual homeowner's insurance as part of your payment most people escrow taxes and insurance. But what we're going to reference right now is when, let's say that that appraiser that we started off talking about goes through your house, miraculously it appraises for the 300000 that you bought it for. Yay! Except for he calls work orders. And so okay. he says, okay, the house is worth that, but you got to install the, or you have to paint. Okay. okay. Paint's a great one to talk about in Minnesota right now because mm-hmm. who's going to paint? It's flipping cold outside right. and the paint doesn't adhere. So what are you going to do with that? You're stuck. Yeah. Yes. So does that mean that no houses that have flaking and peeling paint can close in in Minnesota until May? Right. And they you can't you, after October all bets are off? No, that's not what it means. What it and if you're being told that ladies and gentlemen, you are talking to a lender that's not able to escrow for the work. Oh, okay. okay. So now, let's say the seller says that they'll pay for the paint, okay? So we're going to take some money from the sellers, hold it with the title company to Ensure that the painter will come when it's springtime and the paint will adhere and they'll fix it. Many, many lenders will not allow that. It puts risk on the lender, especially if they're selling off the loan somewhere.
somewhere. Okay. okay? These are lenders that are not direct to Fannie and Freddie. And we've talked about this in the past. These are lenders that have overlays. You may okay. even hear that terminology when they're talking to you about it. Maybe the bank in town doesn't dig escrow because mm-hmm. they've got to go back, make sure the house gets done, make sure the payment was what it was supposed to be. They set the bill before they, you even closed and maybe it's more paint than what they thought. Yada, 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 yada. A lot of risk to the, to the investor enough. at the end. So if you're being told that, if you're being told, sorry, loan denied, we can't escrow in Minnesota, you need to call me immediately. Like, gotcha. don't wait until tomorrow. <laughs> call me or Mimi today, okay? And we're going to get you fixed mm-hmm. because that doesn't have to happen. Another famous one, septic. Who's going to dig a septic in February exactly. in Minnesota? Nobody. No. The trucks aren't even allowed to be out on the road until the middle of May. Right. So then you can't close. No, you can close. You can close with an escrow. We can talk to you about that. What they're basically doing is we are acknowledging as a lender that that thing needs to be fixed. Okay. okay? So let's talk about that. Okay. So let's just use the septic as an example. Okay. Um, there are lots of cities and counties that require certain uh, parameters about septics. Right. And you have to follow those rules if you're going to sell the property. Right. So let's just say that, yes, the septic failed in the test yes. that the seller got. And it's going to cost $15,000. That's yes. the estimate that they gave them. Yes. Some lenders will say, nope. That's going to have to come out of somebody's pocket mm-hmm. and nobody's got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But they could come to you and you could do that. Is that what you're saying? I'm Nope. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it is still going to come out of somebody's pocket, but we're going to allow you to close. Let's say you're closing next week. We're going to allow you to close and we're going to take money from the seller or money from you or both or whatever you guys negotiate. And we're going to hold that money one and a half times whatever it is that the bill is. Got it. So if the bill is 15, they're going to hold 22 to make sure that it's really covered. Because sometimes people underbid stuff just to get the deal and then, mm-hmm. oops, now my bill is this much and now you can't cover the thing that you needed to With have the money fixed. To exactly. Away. So they're going to do one and a half times. Then in the spring when we're good to go, they're going to go in there, pop in that septic, take the money from the escrow account that's been set up with the title company or the lender. Sometimes it's set up with the lender. If there's any money left over because we did one and a half times it goes back to whoever ponied up the money gotcha and typically in that situation you'd see a seller do that because it was their equipment that failed okay let's talk about the paint and wrap up the show um so we do see a lot of peeling paint here Mm -hmm. you know that's something that people can put off and it's like you don't see it anymore because you come in the back Mm -hmm. and right you know so if if a house for instance a, a buyer can't buy a house because the seller has peeling paint but they don't have the money to paint it up front or mm-hmm. it's too cold to do it. Right. They could call you. Right. And so then we can escrow for that, for that exterior paint, um, um, scraping, uh, paint chips removed and repainting. Uh, let's say that we pony up a grand because it's not going to cost much. It's just this one area or whatever. And that's way, way more money than a bucket of paint and a painter is going to charge for an afternoon, I hope. But um, <laughs> And then you just get your money back after closing. Right. So, yeah, you post the money with the title company or the lender. Then the work gets done in the spring. They call the appraiser in the spring. Then he comes back to the property, sees that the house is done, and then they release the money from the title company. I'm glad that we have options out there. Absolutely. So thanks, everybody, for listening today. And thanks for all of our great callers that called in with your questions. We know that that always helps everybody that thinks about those same kind of questions. And be sure be sure to check out our show links on the show page. Yes, you can find them at mytalk1071.com, keyword red hot.